So what's going on, everybody? I'm back with it, and I'm just going to, um, I've just been thinking. And what I'm thinking is I'm just going to dance around the topic of it's time money, you know, or time is money or whatever people say. And it's been something that's been on my mind for a little while. Um, I've had plenty of conversations about it, and I just, it's something I just want to touch on. So we're going to get right into that. Now, we've all heard that old saying, time is money, time is money, time is money. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where it originated, but I'm pretty sure we all kind of get the gist of it. We all know exactly what it means. Now, a lot of people, they spend their days trading time for money. I also did that. Most people, when they earn money, they trade their time for money. There's a lot of people that may actually sleep and make money. They may get the passive income. They may be making their money while they're doing something else, multiple streams of income, all that good stuff. We all know about that as well. But time for money is one of the things that is is something that's kind of right on that thin line of actually doing something productive versus a waste. And it's all subjective and it's all basically your opinion on what you think it is a good trade-off. Me personally, I don't mind trading time for money to a degree. Now, no amount of time is worth any amount of money, which is why I say it's right on that line because, you know, you have to do it to a degree. You have to spend some amount of time to get a return financially. We all know that, but what I really want to break down a little bit more is how we've gotten to the point where we think every second is worth a dollar of our, you know, time. Every time we, we dive into a little bit of time about whatever we're doing, we should be given monetary gain. So that's that's really what the issue is for me. So the reason that I even say that it's an issue is because in society now, it seems like Everybody wants to trade their time for money now. Everybody wants to monetize everything. Any second of the day, any time that they're doing something, we've been pushed to a culture where as though you feel like if you're not doing something to produce a dollar, you're almost wasting your time. I just read a quote. It's actually, I guess you want to say it's a quote. It's more so a... Uh, um, it was more so a social media comment on, it might have been Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, but you know, you get Twitter comments over to Instagram, you see stuff. But, and it said, um, you know, we've been trained to, in our society, to where though we think that we're wasting time or we come up under stress and anxiety if every minute of the day we're not being productive. And, you know, that's that's where... I think the, the the big left turn off the road of uh, evolution, I guess you could say, has taken us because I don't believe that every minute of the day you should be feeling like you should be producing money. Now, I know it's expensive to live. It's definitely expensive to live in this country. Um, the price of everything is c- consistently going up and you know, it, it takes a lot. You can't, a lot of people, unless you've got a really great job and a really low 
really low amount of expenses. You can't really live off of one income nowadays. So I can understand that. Um, but it's to the degree of, and more so, I, I come across this with entrepreneurs, people who are self-motivated, people who have their own businesses and things like that, where they feel as though basically every minute of their day should be monetized. And I mean, I understand it. You know, we're busy people. We don't want to waste our time and, you know, be putting out a lot of energy and a lot of, um, you know, attention into things that aren't really going to better us more so. But on a financial way, like it's like nowadays, it's like you can't even have a conversation with somebody. Like if you're in the business of whatever you're in the business of and you call yourself a professional or a business owner or entrepreneur and somebody asks you a question or wants some advice, it's like, you know, you, you almost want to send them a, a invoice. And this is what it kind of seems like nowadays. I mean, me personally, I don't handle my business that way, but I know and I have seen people that actually do that. And it's like, come on, bro, I'm not I'm not asking you for a consultation. I'm just trying to have a conversation. You feel me? It's one of those things where if you somebody asks you for some advice or some insight into their business, you know, you want to direct them to your webinar or you want to steer them towards your, your ebook or now there's a thin line with that as well. Like I said, there's always a thin line. There's always a, a veil over everything. So now if somebody's asking you a step A to step F detailed plan on what they should do and you're in the same business or you're in the business of providing that, then by all means, you might want to set up a consultation. You know, if you have a hundred questions and you're trying to get basically the whole rundown on how to do something, you should probably set up a consultation, a professional consultation with somebody so they can kind of guide you through what it is that you want to do or what you're trying to learn. And I understand in that case, you may need to pay a fee, excuse me, depending on what, what it is. Um, but every every conversation, every small bit of advice, everybody looking for a little insight, you know, sometimes it's, it's not about a consultation. Sometimes it's just about advice. You know, sometimes it's just about helping somebody, you know, understand what they need to do so that they can kind of get started. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you got to feel me like. When do we stop becoming human beings? When do we stop being people who want to help each other and turn into just walking business entities? And I understand we all heard I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. But don't take that too literal. You know what I mean? Don't take that too literal. Like we're still people at the end of the day and and we should be helping people at the end of the day. There's enough money to go around, to be honest. There's plenty of money out here for everybody, every business owner. And putting a price on your time can really lead to, you know, a lot of emptiness. I mean, I understand this is business and I understand that we live in a capitalist society where everything is for sale and every every thing that we look at every time we want to, you know, get into something, learn about something, there is a price tag on it. But when you as a person and as an entrepreneur, especially a small business, start to adapt that type of behavior, it, 
it takes away from the, the, the big picture, in my opinion. You know, if somebody wants to, somebody who may be just starting out, who, you know, may not have a lot of money, may not have a lot of resources, and they come to you because they see you doing your thing and they see you, you know, striving and at least growing in your business. And they just kind of want to ask, like, well, what can I do? What can I do? How can I start? You know, how should I go about it? What things should I maybe, you know, think about? Those are those are basically like two minute conversations. You know, you can you can point somebody in the right direction and you can kind of get them thinking in terms of certain things without trying to charge them up or make them, you know, buy your product, whether it be a web book, ebook, web series, webinar, you know, and I understand if you're in the business of that, you want to, you want to, you don't want to give stuff away for free, but it's a thin line, man. It's a thin line. It's a very thin line between charging for anything that comes out of your mouth versus helping somebody get to the next level, you know, and I just want people to think about that. I just want people to think a little bit more in terms of, listen, man, I was once at a point where I didn't have anything and I didn't have any help or I didn't have any guidance. And remember how that feels and not just be the person that says, well, I I ain't had nobody to help me, so you don't need nobody to help you. You got to just do what you got to do, which is all fine and dandy. We're not telling people. I'm not talking about give somebody your complete blueprint run the play for them, and then, you know what I mean? But it's okay to, you know, guide somebody a little bit. It's okay to kind of just let a person know that, you know what? It was hard for me starting out. I had these pitfalls, and I have these things in front of me. But listen, I'm going to at least get you looking down the right down the right way. I'm going to at least get you looking down the right road so that once you start off in this journey, of course, you're going to have to walk for yourself, but at least you'll be walking down the right road. You know what I mean? So just take that into account, man, when you're out here. You know, I, I'm even at the point right now where, you know, you turn on the TV and you you look and you always see, like, you need to buy this, you need to buy that. You know, there's always something to buy. There's always something you need. There's always, you know, you go on and it's, you go online and it's, let me show you how to become wealthy doing this. Let me show you how to become uh, rich by doing that. Six months, you'll be rich. 12 months, you'll be rich. Buy my program this. Do this. 10 ways to make money on the side. 20 ways that you can invest and make money. 50 side hustles and you know, this is is very overwhelming. You know, if you if you can kind of take a step back and look at things as a whole, whereas though every minute and every waking moment that you are in front of basically a screen, whether it be your TV, your computer, even your radio, this whole country it's like, you know, a bunch of dollar signs just floating through the air and is everybody is just like, How can I get it? How can I get it? How can I get it? I just need more. I need more money. I just need to do this. I need to do that. I need to be financially this. I need to be financially that. And that's why there's so much stress. That's why there's so much stress, so much anxiety, because people can't even take a minute to stop and breathe because they're so worried about how they're going to pay their next bill, how they're going to, you know, 
pay the ever increasing financial obligations that that come our way. And honestly, you know, my answer to that is sometimes you just got to you just got to unplug, man. You just got to say, fuck it. You just got to ignore it. You know what I mean? You got to really just kind of ignore it and just kind of like think to yourself, like, you know, what else is going on out here in life? You know what I'm saying? Just what else is going on in life except for trying to reach the next financial level? And then not only that, I mean, really, think about it. How much money is enough? You know, the life that you live, and I understand if you've, you're in a position, and, and this is this is my opinion, and a lot of times I'm all over the place, but of course, if you're going to school, you got loans out your ass, you got credit card debt, you have mortgage, you have car payments, you have, you have mountains of expenses, of course, you're going to be thinking about money, but you got to understand what it's doing to you. You know, it's, it's putting you in a place where you'll never stop. You know, you'll always be thinking about the shit that you got to pay. You'll always be thinking about the bills. You'll always be thinking about the loans and the debt and all these things that you're financially responsible for. It'll never stop. You'll be consumed by it. It'll be every waking moment of the day. You'll be thinking and worrying about, honestly, what you have to pay. Worrying about what will happen if you don't pay this. And honestly, it doesn't even fucking matter. You know what I mean? It, it really doesn't matter. And it, it sounds kind of crazy, but it doesn't really matter. You know, them bills are going to be there. You got to stop and take time and think about some other things. Like, what is it that you fucking like to do? Think about what what's a peaceful moment for you. What's something that you would like to... You know, like me, I don't, I take the little moments of, of peace and I, I I relish in them. You know, I, I, I really take my my peace seriously. It's almost as important as paying these fucking bills. And I don't care. You know, I pay these bills off. OK, I'll pay them. You know, you're getting you're getting creditors or whoever else and some of you people don't deal with this because I'm sure some people just pay all their shit off and have no debt and have no loans and have perfect credit and that's cool but there's a a large majority of people out here that are faced with financial strain and you can't let that financial strain dictate every waking moment of your life because it'll make you freaking miserable me personally I don't have a super crazy amount of financial strain but if I did I wouldn't give a fuck because I'm going to live my life a certain type of way. And no matter what type of financial situation I've got myself into, and that's the key word, got yourself into, because we can't make excuses about financial uh, financial decisions that we've been in after the fact when you've put yourself in it. You know, let's make that clear. Now, me personally, you know, I just live my life. I do my thing. And then you got to think about how much money is enough. A lot of us entrepreneurs are running, man. We're running and we're just running. And we're like, a lot of people, period, are just like, it seems like a million is that magic number everyone dreams about. But how much money is really enough to live the life that you want to live? 
you know? How much money is enough to be satisfactory to your lifestyle? And if your lifestyle is what you see on TV, vert, and that, and when I say by TV, I mean like entertainers, sports stars, if you really strive to live that type of life, then trust me, you're going to need a lot of money. If you want to fly private, private planes and you want to have yachts and Bentleys and wear the best clothing and the best. And that's a lot. What, and that's what keeps people honestly stuck. You know, you want to live a certain lifestyle because you think that that lifestyle is the lifestyle that's going to make you happy. But in all reality, none of that shit's going to make you happy. You know, and I'm going to touch on that later. So I'm not going to go down that road. But trust me, I got a little bit more to say about that. I just don't want to, I don't really want to get off, off of my, uh, off topic, even though I'm still on topic, but the way I kind of lay this out right now, being as though I just start, I try to keep my subject matter going in a certain direction. So <clears throat> with that said, you ever see, um, I don't know if it's a meme or just a, a online picture or a satire thing about and there's a guy and he's he's just like it may actually be a video but there's a guy and he's you know he's running he's like running or walking or on a treadmill or on a bike or something and he's moving and his age is you know the years of his age are or move are moving simultaneously and he has in front of him like dollar signs, like he's chasing his, he's chasing this money, he's chasing a bag, big bag too, and you know he's trying to get it, and he's like twenty one, and he's moving, he's, you know that's all that he can see is this bag, and a lot of times that's how it is, that's all you can see is this bag, and then your life keeps going, and you you miss out on a lot of things, you know you miss out on a lot of things with your kids because you're always at work. You miss out on a lot of family functions. You miss out on a lot of things with friends. You may miss out on, you know, if you're married, really, you know, enjoying your relationship and putting time into it. You may miss out on a lot of things, but you got that bag in your eye and, and that, that magic number. And then your 30s go by. Your kids get older. You know, your wife gets a little bit more neglected and tired of that shit. You know, but you you're chasing this this financial goal, and in the mid in the midst of it, you know you're missing out on things, and then you know, the video goes by and it's like. You see his forties drop. Kids are you know basically young adults at this point, uh, wife done left them, he's still chasing his bag. He's missing out on all types of shit. It flies through the fifties and sixties pretty quick to the 70s and then by the mid 70s or so he got this bag he's you know he got this money you've got you hit that financial goal but in the meantime what have you missed out on you know what have you missed out on in life chasing that financial goal have you really missed out on life has your whole life been been you trying to get to this financial level because you think that that financial level is going to make everything okay. You think that if you make that, you know, one point or $3.5 million a year or whatever the case may be or whatever that number is, and 
you've missed out on the everyday things. See, that's the thing about life. You know, life is not, from what I've heard over time, life is not about the, the ending. It's about the days of, you know, in between. It's about the little things and the things that you miss when all you're doing is chasing money. And that's basically what the thing is. And then the guy, he's old as shit. He's laying on like a whole bunch of money. He's rich, but he has no life. You know, you've missed everything. You're old as shit. You've spent your whole life working, working, working so that you can have all this money. And in the midst of it, you're you're alone. You know, your kids have moved on. You, you might not have a good relationship with them because all you've been doing your whole life is chasing this bag, trying to get closer and closer to this big financial number. And that's what I think a lot of us need to be very, very cautious of in our, our uh, you know, chase. You know, don't chase it because it's going to run from you. So how much is enough? How much money do you really need to be happy? You know what I mean? Me personally, I just, I feel like if I could say a number, I would say $3 million. $3 million, I could probably, you know, have enough to take care of whoever I feel close to take care of, whoever is closest to me that I feel I may be obligated to take care of. It's enough, or it's not super excessive. It is, but it's not, you know, I could probably be a philanthropist and give back a lot of money. You know, maybe live, leave my children with a little bit, um, not have to worry about. But I mean, that's just a number that you throw out there. Honestly, financial freedom could be could be attained by keeping your expenses low, your cost of living low and your, your income high. Now, it ain't got to be, like I said, the top top. I'm making 300000 a year and never get to enjoy the shit. But, I mean, you can you can live a good life. And don't spend your whole life chasing after this money until you're going to turn around and realize that, damn, I spent my whole life chasing this money and I didn't even get to live. Just to get into that just a little bit more... Um, you know what I mean? It's it's like one of those things where a lot of people, these like in my community, a lot of people focus on generational wealth. And we focus on that because it's something that we haven't had. And we look at other cultures to say that, you know, we are behind and a lot of these people and a lot of these other cultures have generational wealth. And I understand that. And it's 100% true. But also have to you also have to understand what generational wealth um what it what it can potentially do. There's two sides to everything. There's always two sides to a coin. <clears throat> now of course you wanna you wanna help your children and you wanna make sure that they don't have to start all over from from the first tier in life and struggle and go through all the shit. And I understand that piece of it. I definitely want to leave my kids something. I definitely want to educate them on certain things. Do I want to leave them with a million dollars? I don't think so. Now, the reason I say I don't think so is because you know what happens to a person when they don't have to work for anything in life? 
You know, we've seen many examples of what happens to people when they don't have to work for anything in life and everything is handed to them. They don't have to work for anything. They don't have, they had everything handed to them. Your family's completely wealthy. You know, it, it, it can have an adverse effect. You know, it can have a very negative effect on a person when they grow up and never have to work for anything. When they grow up and everything is handed to them, they have the, you know, the world at their fingertips. And, you know, that doesn't build, in my opinion, that doesn't build the type of characteristics that you need to understand what life is about. Now, of course, do I want my kids to be dealing with poverty? No, I definitely don't want my kids to have to worry about, you know, food or utilities being cut off. And I didn't have to worry about that. But I also had to work for everything that I have in my life. And I don't want to hand over to my children an easy life. Because I think that we've gotten, as a society, too wrapped up on making things easier for ourselves. You know, an easy life isn't a life worth living. And that may sound strange, but nothing in life is easy. And if you don't have a hard life as far as having to work for things and have to earn things for yourself, like I said, there can be a lot of negative effects. Now, we all know that, you know, wealthy people aren't all freaking happy. I mean, look at some of the wealthiest people in the world. I just saw a report about a woman who, you know, uh, shit, what is it called? committed suicide you know we've seen actors upon entertainers upon people who have committed suicide and they've had all the money in the world you know they've had the type of money that you know you would only dream of and they're unhappy you know they're unhappy so it doesn't buy happiness you know it doesn't, you know, you never, you can look on Instagram or you can look on Facebook or whatever social media that you deal with. And you can look at these people and they may look like they're having the fucking time of their life and they may look like everything's great for them, but they're still people and they still have problems. A lot of these people have no sense of self-worth, you know, a lot of these people have money and they feel like, what the fuck are they existing for? You know, it only takes, it It takes the money, it, it just think about it. I mean, just think about if you had that type of wealth, how fast that shit would, would get boring. I mean, you could only buy fucking Gucci and buy cars and, you know, jewelry and that shit. Once you do it uh, and you've been doing it for a while, it's nothing special about it. I mean... A lot of those people, we look at them because we're on the other side and we look and they say, oh, my God, they got money. They can buy the best things in the world. But a lot of times that shit is nothing to those people, because at the end of the day, a lot of times it's just material shit. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for your soul. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't do anything for your soul. It doesn't do anything for you and what's inside of you. And then, I mean. I, all right, look at this. I saw um, I saw an interview podcast to Joe Rogan 
uh, Dan Bilzerian, I think is how you say it. Now, if you've ever seen this guy or if you've ever saw his Instagram, it's exactly what I just said. You know, he has the finest of everything. I mean, he has that life type of lifestyle that if you had nothing, you may look and say, God damn, that's how I want to live. The cars, the clothes, the jewelry, women. And I mean, I watched his interview and he, you know, he spoke about it himself. And he, he even said it like, like having that level of money, it, it really, it kind of takes the taste out of life. Like, you know, basically what he was saying to one degree was <clears throat> imagine, you know, you're, you're living like a regular life. And I say regular life, middle class type life. You have money to pay your bills. You're not living in poverty or whatever. But, you know, you 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 have a good amount of money, but you don't you don't have buy whatever you want money. Imagine you and I'm just going to say, because this is this is like the car that I, I really like. Imagine a Dodge Challenger. Excuse me. Imagine a Dodge Challenger is like your fucking dream car. Dodge Challenger. Hellcat or a demon or something. It's your fucking dream car. Like this car, you the type of shit you might hang this joint on your wall and just just be like, oh, one day, one day I'm gonna get one of these or, you know, a Lamborghini or Corvette or something, whatever kind of car, right? And you know that's the the top tier for you. That's the fucking top of the mountain right there. And you know what I mean? And you work hard and you strive to get that and you, you would love it and you would appreciate it and you would really feel like every time you got in that car, you would feel fucking amazing about it. You know what I mean? And basically what he was saying is he's at a point to where as though if he probably got a Dodge, if he got a challenge, and he didn't say this you know, verbatim, but he basically is what he was saying is if he was in that type of car, it would be a piece of shit for him. He would drive it for a week. You know, he'd probably be pumped up. Oh, his horsepower is really powerful. It's a really fast car, blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of the week, you're fucking bored with it. And that's because once you've, you've been at the top, and I mean at the top as far as material shit goes, it takes the taste out of it. You know what I mean? How good is, you know, the best food if you eat the best food every day? You know what I mean? What's special about what's special about a Lamborghini if you can drive one and you've been driving them every day and you can go buy another one tomorrow? You know, like look at Floyd Floyd Mayweather. This motherfucker buys shit and he just buys shit. That shit can't make you happy though. Like, how special is it to go buy a million-dollar car when you've brought a million-dollar car before? Unless your life is all about impressing other people, and that's a sad fucking life if your life is solely about impressing other people. I mean, you go buy Gucci. You wear Gucci. You buy Gucci, and your all your luggage is Louis Vuitton. And after a while, guess what? It's the fucking norm. It's normal. You're not going to feel like you're doing anything. You could be sitting in a room looking at all that shit and feeling empty as hell. So, you know, a lot of these people, you know, a lot of these people strive for that stuff. And they think that that's, 
the pinnacle of life. And honestly, in my opinion, I always got to throw that out there. It fucking means nothing. I mean, if I won the lottery tomorrow and I say that because it would be like an instant change, like, you know what I mean? If I won the lottery tomorrow, bam, $50 million. I don't think that I would be shopping at the Gucci store. And then, you know, the, the reason why is because, well, for one, half of this shit is trash. It looks fucking, it doesn't even look good, just to be real. But on the other side, that shit means nothing. You know what I mean? And I'm the type of person that I know it means nothing. You know, I, I, if I go out now, of course, yeah, I would probably go out and buy that, that car. I would probably buy that Hellcat or buy that Demon along with maybe three other cars. But those would be three cars that I like, and I wouldn't trade them in every year just to update and have the newest model. I wouldn't go out and buy a Lamborghini Aventador because where the fuck am I going to drive it at from where I live? It's, it's, it makes no sense. You know, you're trying to impress people that don't give a fuck about you. That's not really my type of... I'm not that kind of person. You know, I'm not the type of person that's trying to impress people, that's trying to outdo people. I don't... I'm not super excessive about things. So, for me, you know, it it wouldn't make... Basically, it wouldn't make any difference at all. And then, think about it. Think about it in a global sense. First of all, we are wealthy. If you live in the United States, you're a lot wealthier than like, I don't know the stats, but you're a lot wealthier than most of the world. You know, you got to put things in perspective sometimes. Sometimes you just got to really think about this shit and put it in perspective. We're a lot wealthier than a lot of countries in the world. A lot of people don't even have clean water. A lot of people don't have you know, housing. A lot of people are are drinking the same water that animals are in. They're wearing rags. They're walking around barefoot. They don't even have paved streets. Like, put shit in perspective. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I like to do. I always like to kind of step outside of myself, put things in perspective, do a little self, you know, reflection and kind of honestly understand, you know, where I'm at and which is, which keeps me very humble and to a degree it keeps me in a space where I can kind of be appreciative of the things in my life the big things and the little things and that's what I think a lot more of us need to do so with that being said you know in relation to the mirrored ceiling and you're striving to get to that level and you feel like the only thing that's holding you back is yourself Keep into perspective what it is that you're striving for. Keep it into perspective. Keep it in perspective, definitely. What are you striving for? Don't waste your life striving for something that it's not going to make you happy when you get there. You know what I mean? If you're all about material things, I'm not here to judge you. If you're all about impressing other people, my job on this earth is not to judge another human being. But kind of take a, take a step back and think about, does it really fucking matter? Is it really something that's going to make you happy at the end of the day when nobody's around, when you're sitting at home and you're staring in the mirror and you could have a room full of bullshit? 
You could have a garage full of bullshit. You could have all the material things in the world. Don't strive for emptiness. You know, strive for something that is going to complete you and strive for something that's going to, you know, something that's going to make you happy on the inside. You know, something that's going to satisfy your soul. Like I said, you will be in the own, you'll be in your own way for a long time. And a lot of times when us being in our own way isn't only things that we need to do. Sometimes it's things that we need to understand about ourselves, about our position in the world, and about who we are truly. Taking everybody else out of the equation and really thinking about who we are, what we want for our lives, and in relation to us as people and not other people in relation to when you look in the mirror what is it that you want for your life who are you really what is it that you're striving for really and not what do you with the image that you're trying to portray what you want other people to think about you or what you care about what how other people see you and just you know keep that in mind keep things in perspective you know, keep grinding, going towards your goals. Don't be in your own way and, you know, break that mirror ceiling.